1: We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today.
0: Bears, drugs, and rock and roll. I'm Jason Horton. I'm
1: Rebecca Lieb.
0: And this is Ghost Town.
2: It's a tale of drugs, planes, parachutes, and one unlucky bear. This epic crime story centered in Knoxville could soon be coming to the big screen. I read sometimes entertainment trades to see what's happening, and I saw that Elizabeth Banks, it is in the public arena, this information is out there, is developing a movie about cocaine bear. And I vaguely remembered something about cocaine bear, I couldn't really place it did some Googling, and went down an outrageous wormhole that we are going to talk about today. Cocaine beer was briefly famous in 1985 when it was found dead in the wilds of Kentucky after eating roughly $15 million worth of cocaine. But that is just the tip of the iceberg. On September 11th, 1985, an old man in Knoxville, Tennessee, woke up and went outside where he found the corpse of a man in his driveway. The body had goggles on, it was wearing a bulletproof vest, and was strapped to a parachute. The body also had some other interesting features, a couple handguns and $14 million worth of cocaine on it. Just your everyday morning in Knoxville. The man phoned the police, and when they arrived, they identified the dead body as Andrew C. Thornton II, the wealthy son of an elite Kentucky horse breeding family, former paratrooper, narcotics officer, and lawyer who left all these jobs because they were too boring. He left them all to become a drug smuggler for a ring known as The Company. Thornton had received a Purple Heart after an injury in the Dominican Republic. He was deployed there during the Revolution. Thornton, for real, got bored of his life and decided to, it's like the bigger rush, decided to do more dangerous work than he already was doing, which was already very dangerous. On September 9th, Thornton embarked on a mission with Bill Leonard, his karate instructor turned bodyguard. The pair hopped in a Cessna 404 airplane and flew to Monteria, Colombia, with plans to pick up 400 kilograms of cocaine and smuggle it into the U.S. In a 1990 interview with former Knoxville News Sentinel, Leonard said he knew of Thornton's reputation, but insisted he sprung the plan on him mid-flight as Thornton was flying the plane over the Bahamas. Also in the plane, a Colombian man that Leonard didn't know, Thornton said, quote, We're not going to the Bahamas. Leonard had recalled at the time. The look on his face was hard to explain. He was smiling, but he had this very intense look in his eyes, and he was watching me very closely. Leonard said the plane landed in a swamp in Monteria and was quickly surrounded by men wielding machine guns. While there, he said he ate what turned out to be a parrot and became sick with food poisoning. He continued to struggle with the sickness as they loaded up the plane with a shit ton of cocaine. The kilos were wrapped in yellow plastic, packed into burlap bags, and stuffed into duffel bags and outfitted with parachutes. On the way back somewhere over Florida, Leonard claimed they heard federal agents talking over the radio about following their plane. Leonard, who had been vomiting from the parrot meat, opened a door and kicked three bags of cocaine out into the world. That very much pissed Thornton off, and the two began to argue. Quote, right at that time, when it looks like we're going to rip each other's throats out, he just starts laughing. I don't know what happened. I started laughing. The next thing I know, we're both rolling in the plane, laughing with tears coming out of our eyes. He turned around and said, I'm really sorry for getting you involved in this. I can see this is not your thing. You're a family man. Just do what I tell you, and I'll get you out. Thornton told Leonard to cut loose three duffel bags of cocaine from their parachute and dump them from the plane. After giving Leonard a four-minute lesson, four-minute lesson in skydiving, Thornton tied the remaining duffel bag of cocaine to his body, along with a nylon bag containing two pistols, night vision goggles, a survival knife, and about $4,500 worth of cash. They prepared to jump as the plane on autopilot flew over Knoxville. Leonard jumped first. His parachute opened. Thornton jumped second. It did not. Let's take a break. You can live out your MasterChef dream Thornton, in his parachute, did not open, fell to his death out of the plane. He hit his head on the tail of the aircraft, apparently, and again, it it didn't open for a very long time, until it was too late, really. Nine Coke-stuffed duffel bags were eventually recovered along his plane's flight path. It's not known, really, whether his parachute failed to deploy at all, or he had merely left it too late. His friends said that he liked to play a game of waiting as long as he possibly could before opening it up. So now I bet you want to know about Cocaine Bear. Three months later, in the Chattahoochee National Forest in Georgia, near where the plane was found, a 175-pound black bear was discovered surrounded by 40 open plastic packages that contained traces of cocaine. 70 pounds of cocaine were gone, and the bear was dead of an overdose. Quote, its stomach was literally packed to the brim with cocaine, the medical examiner who looked inside the animal's stomach told Kentucky for Kentucky. There isn't a mammal on the planet that could survive that. Cerebral hemorrhaging, respiratory failure, hypothermia, renal failure, heart failure, stroke, you name it, the bear had it. The body was stuffed and sent to live in the visitor center at the Chattahoochee River National Recreation Area. Not a bad end. Following the fire, however, the bear was moved to Dalton, but soon after it went missing along with some other things in the wreck area. Some of the stolen items were found in a pawn shop, but by that time the bear had already been sold to country music legend Waylon Jennings, who had no idea what the history of this bear was. From there, the bear made its way to Vegas, where it lived in the mansion of Ron Thompson, who was a man who would organize kind of fun events for millionaires while they were in Vegas, It remained there for years. It headed to Reno, having been bought by Su Tsang, an owner of a traditional Chinese medicine shop, after Thompson died and his possessions were auctioned off. The bear was finally tracked down by Kentucky for Kentucky, who explained its backstory, after which it happily returned to Kentucky in 2016, where tourists can see it in the Kentucky Fun Mall in North Lexington. That is the story of Cocaine Bear, and it is quite an exciting one.
0: Who do you think is going to play the bear in the movie?
2: (laughs) I don't know. What do the sides say? The <laughs> 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 bear just talks for 45 minutes about a new business venture.
0: I think it's bad that what happened to the bear, mm-hmm. but I do think, the you know, hopefully that the bear has lived on, mm-hmm. you know, and if people, you know, I don't know what enjoyment people get out of it, but mm-hmm. interesting way to go. It's kind of unfortunate, but the bear kind of going on the strange interesting tour and having this history that people didn't even know yeah makes it makes it pretty legendary and um i guess there's something to be said about that
2: i think so i think so uh that's a lot of cocaine i I, i'm not a doctor but um yeah i also hope he had some fun